Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Quick. I see. Hank, you don't mean you can't form a posse. 
I'll meet them in front of the jail in ten minutes. Right, sir. We'll get after those two outlaws while the train is still hot. from Rock City, two men rode along the trail that headed south. One was tall and well-built and rode a white horse. The other looked like an Indian, but close inspection would have shown that the reddish-brown color of his face and hands ended at his neck and wrists. Tex Mears was the man on the white horse, and his features, now without a mask, were known to lawmen from border to border, those of a notorious and much-feared outlaw killer. His companion, Jake Delroy, wasn't so well-known. Tex was saying, <laughs> That's the third time we posed as a lone ranger and got away with it. Yeah. When I met you after my stretch from territorial prison a few months ago, I didn't know how smart you really were, Tex. You told me once you never saw the lone ranger, Jake. But you just heard about him. Yeah. I heard plenty about that hombre while I was doing time. He broke up a gang of mine in Arizona. I got away, but with a bullet in my shoulder. Well, if he's as good as I hear, how'd you escape? Well, the gang come to the hideout and tipped us off that him and the Indian were coming. I said I'd go up to the canyon rim and check. I was up there when they rode into the hideout in the canyon, so I lit out. One of my own men saw me and shot at me. I kept going. It wasn't a bad wound, and I managed to get away. Well, you were lucky. Yeah. Then I heard the masked man said he'd keep on till he got me. I headed into Texas, pulling a few single-handed jobs on the way. He was still trolling me. So I thought up this scheme of getting someone to help me and posing as a lone ranger and his Indian friend. I bet it hampers him in his search. Yeah, you'll have to steer clear of Lawman now. I expect to continue what we're doing until he won't be able to show himself anywhere. I reckon people won't think so well of the lone ranger from now on. Don't go right, they won't. He and his Indian friend will be lucky if they don't wind up with some party's bullets in them. Yeah, but we got to watch out too, Tex. You told me once that every outlaw in the territory would like to plug that hombre. Yeah, don't worry. As long as I take the mask off after every job, I'll be safe on that score. <laughs> of course, it put him in the middle. Every owl hoot after him on one side, now the law after him on the other. Yeah, that's right. Where are you heading for? Better find a good place to hide out for a while. I got a sister, Laredo, runs a cafe there. Her husband's with a bunch caught by the Lone Ranger. Larry's in jail now, and my sister Lottie has no love for the masked man who put him there. She'll hide us for a while? Yep, that's where we're heading. We can make it a few hours. We get a move on. Come on. Get back. Get up. Come on. It was a bright moonlight night, and the Lone Ranger and Toto had continued on the trail until they were in the hills a couple of miles from Rock City. They had turned off the trail and headed toward a suitable campsite back in a grove of trees. When they heard a group of horsemen moving along the trail, they had just left. Who's here? Who's here? Oh, well, this looks like a good place to camp. Yes, we... <laughs> Easy to us. Seems to be a large number of horsemen riding toward town. On the trail we just left, Connor. Ah, we see him now. Yes, they'll see us too if we don't get... Open the right on the edge of that road, must be a sheriff and posse, but I wonder. Into the trees, quickly. This man and Indian reached the cover of the trees as the bullets began to fly. They headed through the grove and down the other side of the hill with the sound of a pursuing party behind them. They begin firing again as soon as they come to the grove, fellow. Swing left. There's a gully there. One big pole. At a fast pace, the two men raced through the gully and down the bank. Very good, very easy, Then they headed silver and scum along the bottom of the gully, out of sight of the pursuers. Oh, 
After using various clever methods to cover their trail, the Lone Ranger and Tonto finally lost the posse and brought their horses to a stop beneath a bluff along the riverbank. The posse must have mistaken us for outlaws, Tonto. But me not savvy. He hear sheriff yell, hit them. They're white horse. That's so. Well, we'll camp for the night nearby, Tonto. I'm curious to know whom the posse was hunting. Maybe we can find out in the morning. Well, well, it's not safe to go into town. Yes, I know. In the morning, you go up on the bluff and send smoke signals, asking some of your Indian friends around here for news. Ah, me do that. Indians get plenty news. Then I always find out why Pompey grabbed. Well, we fix camp now. We make signals in the morning. Stranger comes this way, Master Hinn. 
hunting for the ones who are making a fool out of me. Yeah, what of it? You wouldn't have any way to connect Jake and me with the idea anyway. Uh, that's right. Of course, I better get this color washed off, Father. Yeah, you can both share a room upstairs. You can go and get washed up right away, Jake. Good. Uh, wait a second, Jake. Uh, I've been thinking, Tex. Yeah, what? Well, I recall that the marshal here in Laredo must be friendly with the Lone Ranger. What makes you think so? Well, about a year ago, the marshal brought in some owl hoots that were captured by that masked man. Just what you leave left to, Lyle. Oh, just this. Maybe if something happened in this vicinity to put doubts in the marshal's mind about the Lone Ranger and the Indians, those two wouldn't dare show up around here. Yeah, that's worth thinking about. Got any idea how we could do it? Yeah. Yeah, I have. A few of my boys pick up loose cash now and then when riding as a gang. The marshals never got wise they were my gang. <laughs> One night I had them hold up my own cafe and hightail it out of town. They circled round, covered their tail, and then joined the posse in my hands. <laughs> yeah, but how do they figure in this idea of yours? I'll have them hold up the stage tomorrow on the path east of here. They grabbed the money box. And just then you and Jake fixed up like the Lone Ranger and the Indian will come riding in, shooting over their heads. Oh, they'll set up a yell about it being the Lone Ranger and, and act scared. Well, then you and Jake grabbed the money box and beat it. Man, that's some scheme. Yeah. The marshal will get the lowdown from the stage driver and passengers. He'll wonder why the masked man didn't bring in the gang. And he'll wonder more when he don't bring in the money that was taken. I did it. From then on, the marshal thinks the Lone Ranger and the Indian have started to follow the owl who trailed. Right. And my men will use bandana so they won't be recognized. You bring the money back here and we'll divide it. Lottie, I'm sure glad we came down here. Working together, we ought to clean up around here, huh, Jake? That's right, Jake. All right, now I'm interested in putting that masked man in bed so he can't come snooping around Laredo. He calls my husband to go to prison. And I'm mighty pleased that it's my brother Tex who's fixing things so the Lone Ranger will be hunted by every lawman in the Southwest, ready to put a bullet in him on sight. Curtain falls on the first track of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
couple moved along the trail toward Laredo. As they topped the rise, they saw the siege coach a short distance ahead of them, as it entered a wide pass. The wind wind was spoke. There's a stage to order ahead of the tunnel. Down is only a few miles further on. Um, that's good. Yes. After we go through the pass ahead, we'll look for a place to pitch camp. Then we'll talk over what we can do. Within uh-huh. a short time, the two men moved into the pass. The stage was near the far end. And suddenly, they heard shots ahead and saw a group of men converging on the stage from the large boulders on either side. Hey, it's heavy. Right, lost. Hold up. There you go. Let's get going. Hey, time outside the other end of the pass, Tex masked and posing as the Lone Ranger, with Jake fixed up as an Indian, prepared to go into their act as Lottie's men stopped the stage. Well, that's it, Jake. Now we do our part. Oh, wait, Tex. Look, coming from the other end of the pass. Holy mackerel, the Lone Ranger himself. We'll stay back behind these boulders out of sight. Pull your horse to cover quick. Yeah, oh, 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 Looks like he's on our side, but I don't savvy. They're all on your side. Both of you come down here. We'll keep them covered. Sure. Come on, Jerry. Right. What do you want of us, mister? Here's an extra lariat. Cut it up and tie them hand and foot. Hey, now, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. Get up, you. Quickly, Tuttle helped the driver and the guard tie up the four outlaws. Then Tuttle took away the bandanas from their faces. Buck and the others were puzzled and angry. Buck spoke. I thought you've gone too far with this. I told you to shut up. Hey, I recognize every one of them. I've seen them around town with a radar. What are we doing now, mister? Easy, steady, sir. Put them inside the coach. Luckily, you had no problem. In a few minutes, the protesting men were in the coach, and the Lone Ranger turned to the driver, saying, Drive on into Laredo and turn them over to the marshal. Fellows, put the money box back in the boot so you're all ready. Thanks a lot. But the marshal's going to ask a lot of questions. And when we tell about you... Uh, give him a silver bullet. The marshal understand. Silver bullet, huh? All right, I'll give it to him. Let's go, Jed. Right. Adios. Adios. Get up there. Get up. From their hiding place, Tex and Jake had nervously watched as the stage passed and headed for town. They saw the Lone Ranger and Toto turn and go the other way out of the pass. Waiting to be sure they were safe, they finally mounted and rode after the stage at a fast gallop. Meantime, the stage had gone a couple of miles and was approaching a bridge over a creek not far from town. The driver was saying, Man alive, Jake. Imagine the master on receiving us from a hold-up, then giving us the gangs and delivered to the marshal. It'll be a Tornado. Yeah. I'm just beginning to remember where I've seen those arms. The outlaw is me. Oh, poor oh, him. Look, the masked man named him again. Coming after us like, oh, get out. I better stop. Get down, both of you, Prado. Hey, now, Mr. Jell, I said. Sure. Sure. Here we go again, Jeff. Thanks, Jelly Jeff. There's something roof about this. Hey, Tex, get us out of here. Yeah, I'll get him. Look at him. This needs a bit of explaining. First, 
You're not the driver cold. You didn't say he was a real masked man in the Sure. But Lottie's idea almost got us That's it. Now I know. All of you work for Lottie at the cafe. And what's more, the other masked man wore a belt filled with silver bullets. You're a fake. This hombre knows too much, Tex. Yeah. Come you fellas get the money, boss. Right on. Yeah, here, hand it down to me. All right, That's it. I got it. All right, man. Lucky your horses are tied to the back of the stagecoach. I can't drop in the pool, bring him down, boys. Right, now we'll mount and ride to the left along the shallow creek. Close along around town behind the cafe. We'll just come out of it in that grove of trees just behind Lottie's place. What about that guard, Tex? We've done a lot of talking. He knows too much. Yeah, I know. Now that we're ready to go, I'll settle with him. Oh, wait! Later, the driver revived and drove the stage to town. He told the marshal a strange story of a masked man on a white stallion and an Indian on a paint. who first intercepted the holdup and captured the outlaws. Then came back and released them, took the money box and shot the guard. At first, the marshal disbelieved. Then he was amazed and bewildered when he was given the silver bullet. He shook his head and spoke dazedly. Yeah, the description you gave and the silver bullet tallies with the armory. I thought was a friend of the law. Maybe so, Marshal. But he must have gone local. And remember, he killed Jed after he knocked him out. Right. All right, men. The farmer posse and ride to find him. The Lone Ranger had finally selected a campsite in a grove on one of the hillsides, just a short distance from a creek so as to have fresh water. It was a warning whinny from the Great Horse Silver which first attracted the Lone Ranger's attention to the sound of many hoofs splashing along in the creek at a distance. That's the matter, Silver. You seem to hear something. Yes, I hear it too, man. Uh, there are some horses coming along in the creek, Toto. Ah. We be ready, Kimasabi. Yes, I'll tell you who it might be. Uh-huh. Look, horsemen come round Bend and Creek. Toto, I think that's the marshal leading them. Hey, look, there they are. That's them. I recognize the stage driver, Toto. The marshal must have wanted to see us. No need for a gun. Why and bring so many men? Looks like a party. Maybe he wants us to help. There's something wrong. Roger, most casually come up. You just didn't get it. Well, I'll have to show you. Well, I'm leaving, Marshal. You're puzzled by your actions, Marshal. Didn't you recognize the token I gave to the driver? Yep. So I did, my friend. That silver bullet used to mean a lot to me. But not anymore. I thought you was mighty fine in spite of that mess the first time you come to the stage. But when you come back, you spoil it all. Hold on, hold on. You said the second time. Yep. You untied them outlaws and took the money box. What's more, you killed Jed, the guard. You stopped at the bridge that time. No use putting your heads together, mister. You got your dead to right. Because of the past, I made these men promise not to interfere. And let the law take its course. Taking you both back. The group had stopped behind the marshal facing the Lone Ranger and Toto. The marshal, holding his gun pointed at the Lone Ranger, had stopped his horse so that the nose of his horse and that of Silver were almost touching. The Lone Ranger sat in the saddle with his hands raised. The slight pressure of his knees was a signal to the intelligent horse Silver to move about restlessly, gradually edging forward. Toto, a little to one side, watched intently, expecting a sudden move. 
A move that came so quickly that no one knew quite what took place. Silver gave a short leap forward. The little wind's hand flashed down as if to grab the reins. Instead, it came up with a gun which pushed into the marshal's side while Silver's tossing head knocked the marshal's gun arm. Drop your gun, Marshal. Drop it. Hey, just a drop on the marshal. Holy smoke, that was fast. Tell your men to drop their gun. No. No, I'm sure you wouldn't shoot me. You were taking me in for murder, remember? Tell him. He'll kill the marshal, boys. We better drop off. Oh, no. I won't. I'll give him one for poor Jazz. You may shoot. Please oh, don't He's sorry, but you look quite a shoot. Yeah, they mean business, men. We're dropping their guns. Yeah, yeah, there they are. Yeah. 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 Let's go, fellow. Oh, it's Martin, get your guns quick. And we'll follow them. Let's go. A short time later, Lottie and her men with Texan Jake stood around the desk in her office. The open money box was in front of them, and Lottie was lifting out the paper bills. She was saying, Well, Tex, we didn't expect what happened, but it made things all the better. That mad man will think he's safe around here until his former friend, the marshal, gets the drop on him and throws him into jail. Hey, Jake, with that Indian disguise still on, you look almost like a real one. <laughs> Put your mask on, Tex, like he was a little major, maybe. It's all right. <laughs> look at that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. second time and killed the guard. Hey, Marshal, now that I see them together, I'm sure he's speaking the truth. I remember now, the second time, the masked man didn't wear a belt full of silver bullets. This one has them. The one on the floor has them. You can't prove which one was the second one. I was the one who helped you. Why? Now I'm sure hearing you both speak. I couldn't forget his voice. He came first and hit You were the one who came second. It was your voice I heard that time. Take that mask off. Look, Marshal. That's Tex Mears. Mears? He's wanted all over the territory. Meanest out all in the West. Yes? Tex Mears, all right. And these others are the men who rode away with him, taking the money box after killing Jed. The money box is there on the desk. That woman was in with the gang. Buddy, I'm holding you with the head. All right, I'll go. Are we free to go, Marshal? You sure are, with my apologies. I should have known better. You notify all lawmen about this. Good. Adios. That's good, Father. Uh, you and your ideas, Lottie. Oh, you're not so smart yourself, good boy. Take a nap with the go-around invitation. Why, you aren't half the man he is, Tex. In spite of how I hate him. Get him all to jail, men. They can argue there. All right. All right. Look, Marshal. Maybe I'm the only one who don't know. But who is that masked man who just left? And Ombre, I should have known couldn't be crooked. He's the Lone Ranger. Oh, see you. Oh! 
is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.